Hello, and thank you for listening to another episode of the only podcast to ever win an Academy Award, Up the Blunks. If you haven't done so, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast. Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, any of them and all of them. Go ahead and subscribe, give us a good five-star rating, and write us a nice review. It would mean the world, and it might help us win another Academy Award. So if you listened to the last episode, you heard an announcement for a live episode we were going to do. Well, that got canceled because Baltimore City shut down the venue. They didn't want it to happen because the coronavirus cases are out of control again. And so they just they said, no, don't do that. I was like, yeah, but we're going to be safe. Everyone's going to be spaced out. They said, shut the fuck up. Don't do that. <laughs> this episode is an interview episode. We're talking with Jordan from the band Karma, who has a new record called The Most Dangerous Game coming out on Flat Spot Records. We uh, started the interview and didn't realize that only one half was recording until 30 minutes into it. So what you're hearing is 30 minutes into the interview. And uh, it's a good time. It's great. You're going to love it. I'm going to shut the fuck up. You're in for a treat. Here's Jordan from Karma. Yeah, I'm trying to. No, it, it is now. Hey, right, there we go. God damn. <laughs> damn, we got 32 minutes of us in none of your stories. <laughs> that's my that's my bad. Damn. All good. All actually, I'm gonna take a pee real quick. All right, fuck. All right, well, shit. <laughs> we gonna have to do this over. Do the whole thing over. We gotta do the whole thing over. <laughs> that's my bad. I totally forgot. Nah, it's kosher. It was it was our fault. We should have like. We should have been like you recording. We should have been. We gonna blame it on Corona. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Just fuck <laughs> it. That's, that's all you can do at this point. <laughs> I'm Akil. I'm Kevin. And this is Up the Blunks. I inadvertently tried to flush the toilet by shutting my phone off the other day. But hell yeah, yo. I fuck with the band. Hell yeah, I appreciate you. Of course, it's always good to see other black people doing this alternative shit. Because, you know, let the yeah. world tell it we don't do this. And if you do do it, apparently you're not as black, which I've yet to understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I've I gotten that a lot too, for sure. Such a weird concept. It really is. Like, I, don't, I feel like, like most rock music is came from black people before it even like got to the like white culture. Yeah. Like, like historically. Historically. You got yeah. death. You got the bad brains. It, shit, let's take it somewhere deeper. Did you grow up in the church? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, shout music ain't nothing but punk. Uh, yeah, it's fast. It's, it's 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 really aggressive for what it is. Right? And like you I've seen people get assaulted at church during the shout. You know, you get the spirit, motherfuckers start throwing oh, their arms I, and shit. I got a story about that actually. Well, we'd love to hear it. So I was probably, I had to be like six, five years old. And I'm in church. I used to go with my grandma. She went, had like a, she was at a Baptist church, obviously, okay. which, is, which is normal. Basically. Yeah, <laughs> but, that's every Sunday. Yeah, exactly. It was for sure every Sunday, sometimes on Thursdays, but <laughs> <laughs> or Wednesdays, whatever day of the week it was. Don't let it be a holiday. It's going to be packed in that motherfucker. Eight hour long. 
Yo, for real, we should get um, tax refunds. I should be able to file a W-2 for the amount of hours I spent in church. <laughs> Seriously. I could have been making money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in this bitch from 7.30 in the morning till 3 in the afternoon. I ain't getting no snack. Shit. This ass. Yeah, that's working hours. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, I was like, I had to be like six years old. And this lady, she started holy ghosting, like going crazy. And she, I, she smacked me so hard right in the nose. I started gushing. Bro. Oh, shit. <laughs> she broke she, your shit. She busted. Oh, I was I was so mad. And I was so young. So I was crying. And I, <laughs> it was a you whole scene. You can't cuss. You can't push her back enough. And you just, you just assaulted. It, it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a vivid memory in my always head because I got like that was the first time I got hit in the face real hard I feel like that <laughs> straight in the nose like by some random like. lady <laughs> exactly you ever have flashbacks of that at a hardcore show <laughs> you get hit and you just think about that old lady <laughs> luckily I'm tall so like everybody that's swinging is I'm like 6'3", probably 6'2". I haven't gotten measured in a long time. So everybody that swing is going under my <laughs> under my face, so I don't get hit in the nose that much, luckily. Man, that's good then. You don't have to... Have you seen that old lady again since then? Nope. I, I, I couldn't even tell. <laughs> that memory is so... I was so messed up after that. I, I was crying tears. I couldn't see none of those all blurry vision. It's like I got attacked by the Holy Ghost myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay, well, since we're starting over fresh, let's go through some of the crucial parts. Karma. New record coming out November 20th. Yep, November 20th on Flat Spot Records. On Flat Spot Records. Record is called... Most Dangerous Game. Most Dangerous Game. We're not going to go over the whole Seinfeld bit. If you've seen that Seinfeld episode, you know. <laughs> and this is your guy's second release. It's third. Third. Look. So we we did like two, we did like a self-titled EP, whatever, every self-titled, sort of self-titled EP. Then we did most uh, moment of violence, which is our last joint. Okay, and then it's the the follow-up. Nice. And so I'm assuming you had plans to tour on this before all the shit popped off. Hopefully, <laughs> eventually, I hope so. <laughs> what else did we hit on that didn't get picked up? We talked about the tour stories. We talked about the origin of the most dangerous game. We discussed why Chicago is actually one of the best cities Number in one. America. We did say that. I agreed wholeheartedly with that. <laughs> I did not uh, have any negative things to say about Chicago whatsoever. <laughs> I really don't. No, nah, for real. We Like I said, we played there. Everyone we interacted with was great. So when we played Chicago, right, Kids started fighting during one of the other bands, and I was bouncing at Autobar when while we were on tour. You know what I mean? So I'm still in like fight mode. Like I went to go jump in there and break it up, and my guitarist is like, "Hey, uh, uh-uh. uh." <laughs> He's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, don't go break that shit. I ain't got nothing to do with us." And I was like, "You right." But the playing Chicago, and I'll tell everybody, is my first time playing out, my first time like actually on tour, and to have these little kids know the words. Blew my fucking mind. I was like, yo, how y'all know this little white boy all the way from Chicago was like digging my shit. That's what's up. And it was like a sizable thing. The kids were going off. You also get that set. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You were there. You was there. Yeah, I was there. Hey, you said something. This was like before I even met you. This is how I knew I fucked with you. Cause I don't know I don't remember what you said, but it was something that had me like dying laughing. So it, <laughs> I don't know what you said. <laughs> 
that's how I remember this whole, what it was. This whole podcast started because of shit like that. Really? Yeah, because I saw End It Play, and he said some shit that I couldn't forget. And uh, after that, I was like, when quarantine hit, hard times, like, hey, you want to start a podcast? I'm like, yeah, let me hit up this dude. That's dope. Uh, and here we are. I don't be writing down none of that shit. You know, you know what happens? Uh, I'm anxious because like my guitarists and all the musicians are musicians. So do you know they tuning in between songs and shit? And I'm 230 pounds with my shirt off, just standing <laughs> on stage. So like I gotta, I might as well give you a show because fuck it, this is weird. I'm just standing here with nothing to do. Do you ever feel? Do you ever feel any type of anxiety like between songs? I got too much adrenaline. I, I don't know. I feel like. In between songs, sometimes, yeah, just because, like, if I say it's like, like a technical difficulty, and like, <laughs> I don't know what to say then, because I, I think in my head, like, what am I going to say between these songs? If I don't, I'm going to just stutter and I'll be like, ah, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got no jokes to tell her, nothing like that. Like, I, <laughs> uh, you guys, you guys like hardcore, huh? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What are you supposed to say? <laughs> sick, sick, moshing, tight, word. Um, so, anyways, next song. You guys had that. Fucking sandwich with the bone in it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, pork chop sandwich. Shout out, yeah, man. <laughs> no, nah, but for real, the pork chop sandwich, and it was fire. It came oh, with it. onions and mustard. I was in the midst of a blackout, and of course, I bit the bone because I'm all. And it's coming with white bread. It's all mushy. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the best? So, if I was to come out to Chicago again, and me and my ass being like, I don't know about Chicago, what? food place would you suggest? Ooh. What's the best food in Chicago for someone who's already kind of iffy about the city? You got to get you a ta- an Italian beef. An Italian beef? Oh, yes. Sir. Is that Ooh. like a meatball sandwich? What is that? Oh, no. Oh. It's fire. It's so like, it's, not, it's like roast beef, but then it's like cooked in like this juice and like these seasons. Season I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. It's, it's called like... Something French, au jus, I think that's yeah, what it's called. Yeah, the au jus from the... Yeah. The but, dripping, au jus is basically the drippings off of the beef while yeah. cooking. Ah, okay. So they serve like, it with the beef and then the, the pour the drip on top? Yes, sir. With the, some, some mozzarella or provolone cheese and peppers. Ooh. Ooh. That's fucked up. It's, ooh, it's so good. <laughs> get the peppers. Mm. You gotta know. get you a, uh, you gotta get a hot dog. Somewhere in Chicago, anywhere in Chicago. You ever been to that Chicago hot dog spot where they make fun of you? Yeah, Wiener Circle. Wiener Circle? Is that what it's yep. called? Yep. Damn, you ever you ever see someone cry there? Someone nah. get their feelings hurt too bad? I feel like everybody that's going there knows what they're getting into. But they, they're vicious, man. They yeah. <laughs> they will lay into you. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, they, they're crazy. There. This is one. There's like one one uh like older black lady that's like always at the register when I when I've been there. I've gone like I don't know. That's always a place where like. You got to be in the mood to go there. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, it's built in that they on some bullshit. Exactly. So he's like, I don't really know if I want that today. <laughs> I really want to try and get fried up. I'm just hungry. My self ain't that high right now. I don't know if I can afford to get this hot dog today. <laughs> you wake up feeling wrong. And you're like, you can't go there that day because they, they going to have you feeling some type of way when you leave. Be tight. The hot dog's going to be the last thing you eat. You're going to feel so depressed. Try to fight this old lady. She don't give a fuck. But nah, Chicago hot dog with the, I don't really like mustard. That's kind of blasphemy in the Chicago, but I just get like the Chicago style hot dog, which is like mustard, uh, pickle spear, onion, and then like a uh, sport peppers, like a little, I don't even know what they're, 
how to describe it. It's like a little pepper. I get it without mustard, but it's fire. I heard I heard it's a uh, it's taboo to put ketchup on your hot dog in Chicago. Oh, uh, you better not go nowhere in Chicago and ask for that. They'll get they'll they'll get on you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this nigga asked for ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> like, Come on, I'm talking about hot dog. Yeah, hey, yeah, I bet you do eat your hot dog with ketchup, ketchup boy. <laughs> Especially at the wiener circle, they'll <laughs> they'll be even worse there. They'll... Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah, that would be me because I love ketchup on my hot dog. Which might be why it's subconsciously I'm like, I don't know about Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> they don't put ketchup on a hot dog out there. How am I supposed to enjoy anything? And I I don't know. I feel like ketchup don't really like for me on a hot dog, it's just kind of there. I don't know. I mean everyone's different. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Respect to that. Yeah. <laughs> Other food in Chicago though. We got Harold's chicken. Oh, that that's some good fried chicken right there. Yeah. Like, yeah? Yeah, okay. It's like a chain that they they started in Chicago. It's ridiculously good. Any any place you go where it's like they got tiles on the floor, it's like a, t- a tile floor, and they got like a hundred and seventy nine things on the menu. That's how you know. Okay. <laughs> Damn. That, that, that's really a good spot. Fat menu. <laughs> it's like a diner. Yeah. Yeah. But ain't no seats. <laughs> exactly. They got <laughs> it's one a booth. big open room. Eat this shit somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, and, um, and and then obviously deep dish, but oh yeah, deep, I've had the deep. What's oh, yeah, that? What's dish. the popular deep dish place out there? We got a few. We got a uh, Pequas, uh, Lou Malnati's, Giordano's. What's what was the second one you say? Lou Malnati's. Malnati's. It's like L O U then Malnati's. So I thought it was Luminati's, some shit like that. Uh, and like they, my old lady fried the shit out of me, boy. She's like, no, that's not a fuck you say that. <laughs> Damn, some insider deep dish shit. Yeah, you got secrets in the sauce. <laughs> it might be. It's just good as hell. <laughs> so you started playing music seventh grade. Yep, seventh grade. With your boys, who you're still in the band with. Yeah. So Andrew, who played guitar in Karma, he he was in the, like my first band ever. And actually, the drummer of Karma right now wasn't our original drummer. He joined. He like did like almost every tour because the drum, drummer of karma was like in high, uh college and shit so couldn't tour so our old drummer from back in the day bryce who is our drummer now would fill in on all the tours and eventually we're just like yo let's be the drummer now <laughs> nice and you've had the same lineup since then we had like we had a guitarist that we, we ended up kicking out but right now it's just me egger who's the bassist who we we met back then at, like in our first band playing shows like so we've known him just as long and then bryce who was our old drummer back in the day then andrew and then me and then xander who we just who just joined uh his first run with us we did a little little run with madball uh end of december last year and he that was our first run, his first run with us yeah. yeah how was that that's pretty sick it was, it was dope it was it was like a little weekend run, like two days three days but it was dope Which, it was crazy did you guys have to hang out with madball what were those dudes nah, like? i only talked to hoya oh, no. they, like i chill with hoya a little bit but Freddie and them, they're all being Madball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Madball's one of the best bands to ever do it. Did you, you ain't really get the, you ain't really get like into Madball being in Hawaii. Not, so a lot of, a lot of hardcore stuff I kind of just never got, to, I never yeah. dug into. He's a hardcore guy. I'm, I'm more of the, not more the hardcore guy. Punk guy. Yeah. Yeah, Mad I listen to all the episodes. I got the vibe. I, yeah. I, I, I got y'all the vibes. 
Like Mad Balls that shit. Oh, yeah. Just Absolutely. something about jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like jail culture. For, I don't know. It's weird the way hardcore and jail and like the hood and all that shit. It just meets perfectly. It's like, yo, yeah. I'm, I also liked uh, YDL and skinhead <laughs> culture. And I've been to jail a couple times. <laughs> Listen to Bad Ball. Yeah, and I've always been like the fly on the wall kind of guy, like around people who've been to jail, <laughs> like getting all the shit, just sipping my 40 by the dumps. Like, oh, you guys doing that? Okay. Oh, you know, I have a lighter in my pocket. You don't have to light that cigarette with a bat. Well, going to light it with a battery then. All right. All right. Yeah. You got it, champ. Hey, I don't judge nobody. <laughs> hey. I'm just having fun. Yeah, I don't know. We're all having a good time. That's all that's important. <laughs> Well, so when you were growing up uh, in Chicago, what was like just the scene around you like? Was it shit like that? People doing wild shit with batteries and <laughs> like just growing up. So by up, the time what, I got to the Chicago hardcore scene, into? it kind of it had come kind of calmed down by then. Like I've I've heard stories where it was all that, but by the I time like, I got like I I was like I said, all the shows were like seventeen and up when I was first getting in. So I didn't get to go to a hardcore show until I was 18, which was five years ago. So see, I wanted to ask you about that. Is that, that must be like a liquor license type thing. I huh? think so. Yeah. I think that's gotta be what it is. It's kind of like loosened up now, which is weird. I feel like it'd be, uh, yeah. If, but when I was coming up, I didn't get to like, there was so many tours. I'd be, I'd be so pissed. Cause I, I was like 16, 17, or not like 16 watching like, all these bands come through. Can't go to none of the shows. Just can't go to none of them. That's that's the oh, I was so pissed because I ain't nobody nobody yet, yet. So I couldn't be like, yo, help me get in because I had been to the shows to meet nobody. Yet. Exactly. <laughs> so the thing about Baltimore, you know, I've been hanging out in the bars forever, which allowed me to get access to the like twenty one and up shows and stuff like that. But you, if you saying you twenty minutes outside of the city proper. I could walk home from shows. Like for me to walk from a, a venue to my parents' house, that's like a three and a half hour walk. It's shitty, but it's doable. <laughs> yeah. For you, you not walking, mind you, I'm on like main streets, you know, shit. You got to walk through the country, sort of. You highways on highways and, and shit. It's yeah. just not feasible. You can't do exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You got to have a car living out where y'all live at. Yeah, it's, yeah, you got to have a car for any, anything you want to do out here. Like, especially to get to the city, or in, in the city, it's not as bad. You, you got like CTA, like the uh, subway and all that. But yeah, that was something it, I had to get used to. Standing, we were loading gear, and the fucking train is right here. Yeah, and I'm you all excited? You meet these dudes, and then here come this loud ass train. It's like, <laughs> oh fuck this dumb ass shit. Also, <laughs> a old white lady gave me a shoulder because I was walking too slow in Chicago. Oh, she shoved the shit up my big ass. I was. Couldn't hit her, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, was very upset. Man. So, what kind of stuff did you were you doing since you couldn't get into the shows? Well, there there was always like, so there was the hardcore shows in the city, and then there was like the bull like local shows, not but like the farm this is more teams. like the like metalcore, deathcore, all yeah. that all that stuff. Like over in the suburbs and everything over there, so like I was able to go to those shows, and there was a few hardcore bands. Like I saw Bitter Thoughts and all that, so I got yeah. to see like some of the local Chicago bands, but all the big shows were was happening in the city, and they would and I couldn't get in. You can't get in. Damn. But now you're in a point in your life where you'll be able to share the stage with them because your band's popping. Yeah, I, I played with Bitter Thoughts a bunch of times, and like people really fuck with y'all. So 
Yeah, you'll, you'll, you get, ever... you'll get to relive all the shows you missed, I'm sure. Exactly. How often, or like, what's a band that you found yourself playing with? You're like, holy shit, what the, outside of Madball, obviously, like, what other, is there, like what other bands have you been, like, next to? Like, oh shit, we're, we're opening up for fucking My Heroes. So, I think a year ago or two years ago, we played with Life of Agony, but, the, like, it was so dope. But the story of it was crazy. So they was ha- they were having a show. It was at actually one of the venues I started going up, growing up going to. So it was like in like probably like 15, 20 minutes away from me in the suburbs. And I we were at some show in Milwaukee. And uh John, dude who books the shows out here, John Ortiz, he t- uh texted me, or maybe it was Taylor who also books the rumble with him. But one of them texted me, he was like, Yo, what are you guys doing tomorrow? And I was like, Nothing, what's up? You wanna play a show? And I was like, Yeah, fuck it, why not? And then they don't, they didn't tell us who it was. I was like, all right, I'll play a show. Why not? And then like a few hours later, <laughs> the dude who's actually booking it hits me up. I was like, yo, I got a bunch of free tickets for y'all's show at Life of Agony tomorrow. And I was like, who? <laughs> like, I didn't know it was Life of Agony. And so like after he said yes to the show and it was dope and we, they gave us free tickets to give out to our friends. So we had all the homies there. Oh, it was hell so yeah. Dope. It was so dope. Life of Agony is a shit. You fuck with LOA? See, that's another one that's right over my head. Wow. I know. I know. I know. No, no, no. This ain't <laughs> you know, I you know, no. I you know I love I love to be elitist hipster. Like, yeah. what do you mean? I ain't gonna do you like <laughs> that because I care about you. I know of, yeah. but again, I haven't don't have a record. Fucking river runs red, dog. Like for real, start ever. to finish. Bangers. It's not a bad track, which is crazy to say, but it's not one, there's not one like it's not at all. one. Even the not good tracks are good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like even the ones you you still feel a little weird about, but then you listen to them and you're like, I know this because I listen to this whole album all the time. Yep. <laughs> Great band. That's how you sell a record. Yeah. That's how it, now I'm gonna be like, I gotta hear this record. And obviously, every like, song's good. I'll be the judge of that. You are you even familiar with like the vocalists? I don't know. See, that's the thing. I know the name Life of Agony, but I don't know anything about them. So it's just the name the of the vocalist Mina. She transitioned. Okay. So like now, me. So obviously in the nineties, she was how she was uh, biologically born, and then years go on, she starts learning about herself. She transitions, but when you see them live, you thought someone put the CD on and walked away. Like the shit it's is uh, perfect. Well, LOA like, is really good. Perfect live. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> That's what's up. Trying to think of other bands like that though, like. I don't know. That was like the one where I was like, damn, that's like Vagney right there. We're playing this show. That's crazy. <laughs> did they get a good response? Like, did y'all get to play to a big crowd? That's. I think that's why they wanted us on the show, because it, it was not like, it was the same day as Ozzy Osbourne. And so like, th- that's that's a very like Vagney's like now crowd. That That's like yeah. a big drop away from that. Yeah. If if you like Ozzy, you probably like Life Vagney. Word? So yeah. is there, huh, that's the same demo of people? Yeah. Yeah. It's, Cause I think of Ozzy, I would never think hardcore. Well, Life of Agony's like transcended hardcore so long ago. I yeah. feel like they were on MTV and shit. But in this day and age, they get love from us. But they still yeah. get love from like Jerbangs and shit as well. Is Jerbang a slur? Can I say Jerbang? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. You don't know. You know, know what Jerbang is, Jordan? I have no idea what you. Yo, just you said. niggas don't know that. Yo, some motherfucking Jerbang. All right, so like, Mag- Wait, you don't know if you can say this in your mouth. bangs are what we used to call like the mall goth kids. Okay, like the Slipknots and the and the fucking well, what are the pants called? The bondage pants and shit. Yeah, not necessarily bondage because that's cool. Um, 
The big dumb blue out joints the at the bottom. What are they? With all the buttons on them, you talking about? Not like necessarily the, one with the yeah. buttons. Bell bottoms? Not bell bottoms. There's a fucking name for them. Like Jinkos. Like Jinkos. the big blown okay. out Jinko yeah, yeah. joints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the and the Osiruses and the and the uh, fucking yeah. fucking Gervais. Just cigarette smoking Gervais. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, I don't know if that's a slur. It's not. About I've never heard that it's, well, that's the thing though, it's 2020. I apparently a lot of things I say are absolutely <laughs> hard <laughs> now. <laughs> You got to respect people's agency. You want to be a gerbang? Who am I to tell you you can't be? But you are, and you should stop. (laughs) But yeah, LOA lends itself to that, like, all right, what's... Think, you remember Metal Militia? See, I don't know. Was that a band? No, Metal Militia was like a a, a moto. Yeah. Yeah. Think monster energy. I know that. But like outlier types. They not necessarily in with the in crowd, but like they <laughs> they're weird but mainstream. Got That's it. That's a jerbang. Okay, yeah. And I, like I, you think you're doing something, but you really just listen to System of a Down, which no shade towards <laughs> System of a Down. Yeah. We love System of a Down. Yes. Yep. But like you base your whole your whole thing is that world. Okay. You still think it's cool to wear like white contacts and shit like that like you'll stop gotcha gotcha that's <laughs> and that's who life of agony's demo was now no now yeah. that's well, the demo well yeah those those that people was. would because that also lends itself to the ozzy osbourne thing gotcha gotcha you feel me? now it's starting to make sense to me. again i don't have a sociology degree at fucking all so take what i'm saying <laughs> with a grain of salt hey, this whole podcast is everyone explains hardcore to kevin so. <laughs> Cause I'm still over here, like who's like JFA? Like, nah, it's not like JFA. <laughs> it's not like JFA at all. <laughs> you should. I don't know though. I kind of wish some days I'd have just been more punk. But I also really like cartwheeling into people. I really <laughs> like fucking kids up. The only reason I stuck around is because you go to shows and you get to see like, yo, you can almost do whatever you want in here. This is great. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and that's. That's what I've always thought, and that's why I always thought punk was. Like it all was under the umbrella of punk to me. And to m- I didn't know there was a difference between hardcore and punk until people started saying, "I like hardcore. I don't really like punk." I'm like, "What the fuck does that even mean?" Yeah, <laughs> because to me, it's all it's all hardcore punk. punk. It's yeah. hardcore punk. That's the name. But, yeah, but I don't. Know, I'm learning. I got I got a lot of shit to learn. I, again, I'm from Hawaii, so a lot of the East Coast, New York hardcore shit, I did not. Went yeah. way over my head. Yeah. Even Midwest hardcore, way over my head. But you want to talk about some uh, skate punk bands and shit like that. <laughs> like, yeah, I know a couple of those fools. But. That makes sense, though, for sure. So, like, outside of the killer, like we said earlier, who, uh, what, what would be, what you think might be some, like, old school punk or hardcore Chicago bands that ain't nobody really hit to? I, that, like, you grew up with, you know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. Like all, most everything before the killer was pet, like before me. So, like, I, 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 I even miss seeing the killer live. Their last show, I couldn't even like one of their last shows. I couldn't even get a ride to. So, like, because I was like sixteen, seventeen. See so. that fucking that distance really, really killed your ability to. Yeah, I yeah. Feel so but, I, I, I don't know. I, I know there there was a lot of bands, but it's all before my time. And I, I've, yeah. I've looked up like. I don't know. There's a, there's a bunch of bands that were in that scene at the same time, but there's it was just like, I feel like the killer is the standout. I feel I don't know. Yeah. Oh no, the killer is fucking. Well, maybe once we get done recording, 
I'm gonna play him. We'll we'll listen to I'll him. I'll take a dive. He Shit. had he had never listened to District Nine till I referenced it. Y'all open your LBD set really? with District Nine. Yeah, yeah. he, he wow. put me onto it because like. Another just New looking York. up like New York hardcore shit, you'd hear certain names drop. Yeah, but all these bands, I've like I've heard the name, but I've never taken a dive into it. That, that bands, yeah, that District Nine is fucking sick as hell. Band, that band rules. Um, yeah, <laughs> but when I think about like Chicago punk shit, I come from like a, I loved Screech and Weasel growing up. Like that was one of my favoriteest bands in the world, and. They're like Alkaline Trio. I know like Naked Ray Gun, Peg yeah. Boy. Yeah. Fucking Alkaline Trio. God, I love Alkaline Trio. Yeah, they're fucking <laughs> They're really good. I saw them live like last year, two years ago. I know like, I haven't heard the last record or two, but they fucking rip. All right, we're going to take a quick musical break. This week's guest is, of course, Karma out of Chicago. This track is called Most Dangerous Game, named after a new record coming out November 20th on Flat Spot Records, Most Dangerous Game. Check it out. If you're black and in a punk band, have any questions or need advice or have suggestions on the topic we should discuss, email the show at uptheblunks at gmail.com. That's U-P-T-H-E-B-L-U-N-X at gmail.com. You fuck with Riot Fest, Jordan? I've been to one Riot Fest, and I got in for free Hell because yeah. somebody had a ticket, and they didn't want to go to the third day, and I wanted to see Deftones. So okay. Like <laughs> Hell yeah. It's too What's expensive like? for me. I can't spend that much money. That's like hella yeah. dudes. That's like hella people. It's a Riot huge Fest, festival. I don't like oh, big fests like way that. Way too many. Huh? Way too many people. Way like, too, right? Because like, the, they're playing really far away from you, I assume. Yeah. You don't really get the the intimacy of like a good show. It's kind of like we're all outside, and the soundtrack to being outdoors crowded together is the band on the stage. Exactly, exactly. I don't know. I, I feel like any outdoor stuff like that, like 
for the most part, anything bigger than like that, I'm not really like vibing with unless it's like a like a rap hip hop thing. Cause like yeah, because yeah. that, that's cool. Don't lend itself to that interaction like that. Yeah, 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 exactly. I don't know. I feel like that just doesn't. I mean, it obviously works because that's there's thousands and thousands of people there, but that's not really my vibe. I'd rather be in a small club or like a small venue, just right up in a, up close seeing a band. Yeah, there's something more real about that. It's because I think like Riot Fest. It's cool you get the opportunity to see all these artists and stuff, but you don't yeah. get the real experience of like the heyday of seeing them. Like, oh, they're yeah. right there. Exactly. Everyone's like got this energy in a room. It's kind of exactly. like, all right, you just saw Wu Tang up next is Beck. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, cool. <laughs> That's about to be the feature of our thing, though. A lot of outdoor shows, but of course, we didn't got enough money for giant stages, so it's still gonna be intimate. <laughs> but we're gonna be outside. Yeah. Yeah. You guys ever, has Karma ever played a show where you're like, uh, doesn't feel right because maybe there's like a barrier, like you're too, the stage is too far away kind of thing? That's how that Life of Agony show felt when we played because it was a barrier and it was a super tall stage and it was all like, besides for our homies there, it was like dudes who were like, like just straight Life of Agony fans, never heard a hardcore song in their life. Like, yeah. (laughs) Oh, so did they hate your friends? No, they were chilling. But like, they was they were sitting at the front of the stage, like grabbing the barricade and headbanging and stuff. So like they were okay. feeling it, but it, it just felt weird. Cause like that's not something I'm used to seeing. You feel me? Yeah. You felt more <laughs> like it you to y'all you were playing the show, but they were at a rock and roll concert. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, like I ain't do this for you, but yeah. <laughs> that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> Have we stated that uh November twentieth? Karma will be dropping their EP on Flat Spot Records. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's always good to give another refresher. Absolutely. I'm um, excited about that for real. No, nah, no, nah, it's coming. Oh, yeah. What? How long did it take you guys to record? Like, how we long have you been working on this January. album? January. We did like two days, I think. You Maybe did it in days. two days? I don't know. I, I, Wait, you've been sitting on it ago. since January? Yeah, which sucks. Damn. <laughs> Because we originally, first time we talk, started talking to Flatbush, or I said Flatbush, Flat Spot, <laughs> was in, uh, had to be like somewhere sometime. Because we had been sitting on them because we had to wait to get them mixed and mastered and everything. And I don't remember what took so long to get a master, but something happened. And we ended up getting the songs back in like probably end of May after getting mastered. Because we had to sit, we sat on them for a little bit, and then we had to go back and re record some vocal parts. So we so it ha- actually took longer than those three days. We ended up going back and doing back some like back and vocals for some parts, but we set up Ricky about around like I th- I want to say like late July maybe I don't know. Every day feels the same in Corona, so I, <laughs> my timeline of any time is messed up. But at first, the thing that took so long was the vinyl plant. Really, like they were really backed up. So we've been yeah, yeah. We've been waiting yeah. on that shit. Getting Whoa. vinyl presses a bitch. Yeah, it we is. should learn how to do that. There's only like a, not less than five vinyl plants in the whole world. I'm pretty sure, like that actually cut records. Really? That's insane. I'm pretty sure because one's in Alexandria. Because my band, we recorded a year ago, and we are just we got our first test presses like a couple months ago, um, and they were wrong, so we had to get them recut. Damn. Damn. And they're just now getting shipped to a dude in L.A. And he's just now. So it, our ver- or our copies of the record are coming over here finally now. But, yeah, the shit was recorded a year ago. 
Is there and any the whole particular process. reason why vinyl, like, is there something about the process and cutting vinyl that, like, it is specialized only five plants? Well, I don't know. I think it's, like, a lot of pollution because <laughs> it's very oh, okay. bad for the environment. Got you. And also, uh, with vinyl become, like, a novelty thing again, like, uh, the place that we get it cut, the same place that cuts Metallica's records, and like other shit like that, so it's like if Metallica's got a order coming in, your shit's getting oh, bumped yeah, down the bottom. Yeah. Metallica's here. Taylor Swift's <laughs> got to put out the single, so uh, fuck your hardcore record. We got to put out these Taylor Swift <laughs> records before record store day. You fuck with Taylor Swift? No, Damn. I don't. Not at all. Hardcore. I've been saying she's a cop for a minute. I don't care if she's voting for Biden. She's still a cop. I mean, she got some bops. I don't care. Hear me I out. Don't fuck with Taylor. Swift. The homie, the homie had a daughter. Well, had a daughter. He still has a daughter. But she was younger. She was like eight. And for a whole summer, you know, you gotta keep the eight-year-old girl happy. Yeah. So I listened to a lot of Taylor Swift. Okay. Shit's all right. Yeah. Drink some tequila. Listen twenty-two. It's a bop. I don't care. I'm big enough that I can I've say that out loud. That shit fine. <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of niggas who like Taylor Swift. I'm I like, that's fine. You. That shit hard. <laughs> Jordan, <laughs> you, you like Taylor Swift? I, I mean, I got a sister, so I heard it. It's hey, see, you feel me, right? You ain't had no choice. It was yeah. on. I've heard it. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a hater, I guess. <laughs> no, now that we're on the subject, well, what other big pop stars do I hate? Uh, you fuck with Morrissey, Jordan? Oh, that's one. Nah. Not? Wow. <laughs> this man loves Morrissey. I invite niggas on this podcast and they shit on Morrissey every... I be like, yo, you fuck with the Smiths? No, kill. I have sex with women. And then I cry. I drive back to Baltimore from D.C. and cry hot tears. Disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, Morrissey, I don't know. He played, about- Mo- he played right for that same year I went to see the Deltones. And... Uh, I don't know. Did you did you get to see him? Nah, I purposely okay. didn't. You, I mean, personally, I feel like you may have missed out, but <laughs> I totally understand why people don't like Morrissey. I'm just an asshole. I've never given it a chance to be honest. Same with like yeah. Taylor Swift. I've never just sat down and put a record on and like you got gave it the time it's of day. A, it, you got to be in a moment in your life when yeah. you listening to the Smiths and like Morrissey dog. That's not no normal happy healthy shit. Nah, it's sad. It's yeah, sad. that's I'm, that is some sad man. Like, yo, what is wrong with me? <laughs> what about the Cure? You fuck with the Cure? Cure's, they got some songs. Yeah, that that I that's, feel like that's the comparison. People always compare the Smiths to the Cure. I know. Y'all need yeah. to get. Y'all need to be on the right side of history. Because right now you're on the wrong side. <laughs> we'll let history decide that. One. <laughs> I don't know if Robert Smith is gonna go down as hated as fucking Morrissey. Yo, Robert me. Smith will probably beat Morrissey's ass, and then I will be there to nurse Morrissey back to health. You <laughs> sick son of a bitches. <laughs> Start scolding Robert Smith when he carry Morrissey. Stop it! Stop it, Robert! <laughs> Leave him alone. Speaking of uh, ain't shit niggas named Robert, Robert Kelly. Why? You from there? You from around there? I feel did it hit you? Don't it fuck you up, dog? Yeah. Hey. You, every time you had a function, you like we can step. No, we can't. We ain't stepping in the name of a goddamn. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, don't even. Damn it, Robert. Yeah, like man, it sucks. Everyone graduated. <laughs> He's a Chicago dude too, so like. And, uh, and that's yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he he not obviously he didn't bring the reputation of Chicago down, but it, <laughs> he really did do a disservice 
to everywhere. He has such a great fan, man. Fuck, fuck yeah. Robbie Kelly. Dog. For sure. For sure. Anyone else in your family into like rock shit at all? Nah, my mom, mom likes like hair metal and all that. Yeah, does she does she fuck with your band? Do you ever put it on for your mom? Like, mom, check it out. I mean, she, she's like, oh, that's cool, but like, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Do your parents say what my parents say, which is, I I would I I don't know what you're saying. Yep. 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 <laughs> I would like it if you weren't screaming. Yeah. <laughs> well, are you okay? No. Why you gotta scream all the time? I can't just sing it. Yeah. Exactly. You know who's a good singer? Nat King Cole. That's in two different genres, my. <laughs> Have your parents come to see you play? Uh, actually, that Life of Agony show they were supposed to because it was close to the crib, <laughs> and I brought tickets to the crib, dropped them off, and my dad thought it was a week a week later. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I was like, what happened? He's like, it's next week, isn't it? And I was like, nah. He's like, oh. oh <laughs> damn. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> it's, they saw me like my first few bands, though, because I was out there. I needed them to drive me because I was 12 years old. <laughs> but yeah. they, they haven't seen Karma now. Were you, were you singing in the other bands? No, I played bass. Oh, okay. So they haven't heard you fucking pick up a mic and just start going They see off. the videos and everything, but they've never seen it live now. Do they do they get confused when they see all the people jumping on top of each other? At this point, they understand it, but like at first, they're like, "What are they doing?" Like, cause I <laughs> I've broken my hand moshing shit before, so like they know what goes down. Yeah, <laughs> my mother gets anxious. She'd be like, she legit will tell me to cut it off. She's like, "I just don't, I don't like it." <laughs> you look, people crawling all over you, and like kids are yelling. No, I don't like this. <laughs> Yeah, my folks never seen none than I did, so whatever. Just gonna have to fly them out. They had chances back when I was. Yeah, they just don't care. Yeah, <laughs> they got other that. shit to do. Well, I, I vividly remember my mom telling me at thirteen that I was gonna grow out of it, and I still <laughs> like spitefully in my head, I'm like, "You wrong." Yeah, this was <laughs> not <ain't> a happening. <laughs> uh oh, seventeen years later, still in it. Sorry, mom. <laughs> and also, can you cash at me twenty dollars? I'm gonna get you back <laughs> on Friday. <laughs> Sorry, this is the life I chose. I also need to borrow some money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, At least I'm so dedicated to something. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if yeah. I went to college, I'd have thousands of dollars in debt. At least I just I'm need just a regular twenty broke. spot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> also, uh, what are you doing Wednesday? Can you watch the baby? I have an interview. <laughs> Did you go to college? Nah. Hell yeah! Dang. Fuck college. <laughs> I was on tour. I had time to go to college. That that sounds like uh, that's legit though. Yeah, that's because for real in your youth, and obviously seven years ain't much of a difference. You really only get to do this one time, dog. Yeah, like do it while you're young. Yeah, college will always be there. College you can will go back can, to school. You can always go into debt. Yeah, you can always decide. I want to go a hundred thousand dollars in debt <laughs> anytime you want. But your body's not going to let you tour and fucking go to shows all the time forever. Exactly. I mean, in all honesty, at this point, after some of the experiences I've had, if I were to go back to school, I would, one, be more dedicated. But also, I've I've had enough experiences to have a different viewpoint in relation to the things I would go to school for. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, it for used sure. to be, I'm going to be an English teacher. I'm going to do this. And now I'm like, oh, go learn sign language. Yeah. It's not a bad job. That's true. It's a you career. I mean? Be I a nurse. 
one of the things I wish I would have done in high school is be uh, learn about cars, like yeah. mechanics yeah. and shit. Or like, it's never too late to become an electrician. Like trades, that's what I think is valuable. I don't for sure. Political science degree, I don't know what the fuck that's gonna do for. And just growing up and seeing how the world works, like yeah, poli sci, whatever. When your car breaks down, the politics don't matter. You fucking need to fix your car. Yeah. When the true. electricity goes out in your house, when the light, you got that's shit that's practical. Chomsky didn't show me how to make a fajita. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, fajita theory, but. Yeah, you, like you can. That know- ain't gonna make food for you. You're gonna be hungry just thinking about shit. <laughs> That's the thing. They they pushed this. Uh, everybody, you know, school always was like, go to college, go to college. I don't. I had a few, but teachers are very rarely like, dog, go learn how to do something. Go learn. Hey, if you got your child listening to this podcast, fucking teach them how to do something. For real. Yeah. Cook crack. Okay. Don't teach them how to do that. <laughs> or depending on what kind of life you lead and do that. Because like, if you cook some crack and go to a rural town for like a month or two and then throw them burner phones away, you can come up on a couple hundred thousand. <laughs> Shut up, Akim. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, that just made me think of like crack cooking competitions. They got like uh, like those old like those cooking shows, like Top Chef. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's all about the best crack in the city. <laughs> so you get a couple fiends just like <laughs> testing out That's different That's on Netflix types of next crack. month. How you doing? I um my name is Carl. I've been smoking rock for about twenty years. So you know I didn't smoke crack uh in a house, outside of a house. I'm an excellent judge. Where is that? My house, strangers' house. <laughs> Cars, bungalows. They put them in all one big trap house. The whole yeah, whole, <laughs> the whole show is taking place whole house. The, the house and actually it's a vacant. They don't even set the house up for the show. It's just a it's a real trap. Roaches everywhere and shit. Coming live on Netflix. Actually, <laughs> fuck it. Disney Plus presents <laughs> Cooking Crack Off. It's a working title. Yeah. <laughs> it's a working title. So when the world does get back, what is the first what's the first town you wanna you wanna go to to play? That's a hard question. Uh, like would it be a local show that you wanna do first or is it like an, any out of town oh, yeah. spot? Even be local? Chicago first for sure. Yeah. And then after that, probably like Louisville. And then I'm trying to go overseas. Louisville? Yeah, they, they show so Ken- much love to Carmel, man. It's crazy. In Kentucky? Yo, yeah. He's got a thriving hardcore scene. I bet. You ever heard of a band called Flesh Mother? Flesh Mother. I feel like I've heard that name, but I don't, I don't know him off the top of my head. That's like Cincinnati, North Kentucky. They're like doom metal, hardcore okay. kind of shit. Um, I'm going to have to listen to him. That's my homie. Yeah, that's my homie's band. But I didn't know. I've been to Louisville once, but I never go for a show or nothing. It's a decent city, honestly. Yeah, I like it out there. What's that venue everybody play? Spinelli's? Spinelli. They're done with shows now, actually, because of COVID. Oh, wait, they done? Yeah. Damn, rest in peace, Spinelli's. For real. They had a thing. If your band played, you got free pizza. Oh, that's cool. And it was a full, like. Extra large joint, like yeah. Oh wow! Like yeah. an actual, like yo, we might eat this tomorrow pizza. So it's the kind of venue where it's like you, you play, you're on your way. They're like, I can't wait to eat that pizza. Yeah. Yep. It's like it was really like a band friendly space. It was sick. That's what's up. Another Damn. pizza warmer even said, "Don't wash into the pizza warmer." Yeah. Yeah, because the pizza warmer's right there. Ah wow, respect. Yeah, it's got a whole sea of people respecting the pizza. <laughs> That's love. Yeah, this is dope. But Louisville yeah. in general, like they, this always been like one of the towns like 
it was Chicago and then Louisville. That's like the two places that Carmel gets the most love, like on like a like a homie level and like from just like a kids just go crazy there. Yeah. How far is that drive? Like five hours. Okay, so it's not and there's a time bad. change though, so it turns into like whatever, like six hours. Oh, the time change? Yeah, because we're in Central Time. Wow. Yeah. That's got to be weird when you're driving and all of a sudden like it's four o'clock and then you're looking yeah. it's still four o'clock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> like, it's, what the fu- it's been four o'clock for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because this is um Louisville on Easter time, which is like right over that okay. border. Before we wrap up, is there any special shout outs you want to get? Anything yeah, any you want people, the people you to know? You want to say what's up to? Shit. Shout out to all of Chicago, MHKI sector, fucking bugging. I'm still claiming them Chicago hardcore, even though Rihanna lives in Philly now. He's still Chicago hardcore. Shout out to Life's Question. Josh moves to Philly, but he's still Chicago hardcore. <laughs> I kicked it with them dudes last weekend, dog. Them motherfucker, that motherfucking Josh is wild. That's my boy. Yes. We took him on tour once. That, that's my homie, man. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah. yeah. Really nice guy. That's like one of my favorite newer out. hardcore bands, too. But um, What's up? yeah, shout out to Life's Question. Uh, shout out to Flat Spot Records. Shit. I'm excited to put that record out on there. It's crazy to me, honestly, because most of the bands that I like, a lot of the bands I grew up come, like listening to are on were on Flat Spot at some point, so it's dope. That's what's up. Well, Jordan, appreciate you chatting with right, us. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Home. Thanks for having me. This shit was dope. Hell yeah. Well, take care of yourself. Stay safe, and uh, see you when you when you guys get out this side. Yes, sir. I'm, we're going to be in the East Coast in 2025 once everything's cool again. 2025. 2025 hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. 2025, karma coming out East. I'm going to have my daughter working the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Academy Award-winning podcast, Up the Blunks. Shout out to Jordan for coming on the show and chatting with us. Be sure to check out the new Karma EP, Most Dangerous Game, coming out on Flat Spot Records November 20th. Apologies again to everyone who bought a ticket to our live recording. It's out of our hands. It is what it is. We'll try to set something up again when it's safe to do so. Till then, stay safe and take care of yourselves. Peace. Bring it